welcome to the Real Pill Podcast. This is your host and, and writer, Jesus Christ, I can't talk, writer <laughs> for your entertainment corner, Kelsey Loisel. <laughs> with me today is my co-host, managing editor and writer at ScreenGeek.net, Mark Salcedo. See, that's how you do it. That's how you do it. Is Mike right? Am I right? Okay. <laughs> No, it's not. It's <laughs> uh, okay because you know my my way was more fun and your way was boring. Oh, you know what? It's not even. Sc- it, it still is GreenGeek.net technically, but we got the ScreenGeek.com name. So yeah, I know you said that last week. I know, but but it's official. It's official. <laughs> so you can type in ScreenGeek.net or ScreenGeek.com. Same place. Mm. All the place. All the place. All the place. Not all the places. All the place. Just like all today, every day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all today, every day, 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 day. What came first, the music or the misery? <laughs> Are you, uh, me or like referring to me or just my life or my surroundings or the people that know me or just me in general or just all me? <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot of me. I know, fuck. <laughs> I don't care anymore. Let's just move on to where you can find us. <laughs> fuck. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at The Real Appeal to Ease and Real. You can email us at therealappeal.gmail.com. And if you could, please review us on iTunes and we'll get noticed. Our segments for this week our recent review of I Want You Back, our variety time, The Book of Boba Fett Season 1, and our geriatric cinematic High Fidelity, which came out in 2000. Mm hmm. What's the topic? Love can be a funny thing until someone starts crying. Of laughter, of laughter which laughter, is still funny. Of <laughs> laughter. I know we're like super late on this on this week's show, but you know, because we're too busy dying, you know, crying of laughter. Crying of laughter, exactly. Crying of laughter. Crying of laughter. <laughs> Why does that sound so wrong? Crying of laughter. Crying of laughter. <laughs> How do you do that? It's like... <laughs> you laugh until you cry? Like you're la- cr- crying like laugh crying? laughter. So you're... Ha 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 ha. He 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 Okay. <laughs> Actually, I got a funny story about that. <laughs> I got a funny story about that. Uh, I think it was senior year in high school. Yeah, senior year in high school. Because that's when I used to smoke a lot of weed. Um before and normally like before i started school i would like smoke a joint before getting on the school bus and everything and what i guess one morning i smoked like a lot like a fuck like a fuck ton a lot and the type of people i hung around with at school were like kind of like the nerds and the geeks and like skater punks and stuff like that right and there was a group of guys i hung out uh edder Guy's name was Edder. There was Gabriel. I think there was Frank, and someone else. I can't name the names escape me right now, but <laughs> like they would make me laugh so fucking hard, like in the mornings. And then with weed, of course, that's amplified. <laughs> One of them said something so fucking funny that I was laughing like really fucking hard, right? And like, Kelsey, you've heard me like laugh, like especially like really really hard. Sometimes it's like. Yeah, uh-huh. like and I was crying like that, like, and then my friend Edder started laughing. He was like, "Dude, I can't tell if you're laughing or crying." And for 
And I looked at him with all my strength and I said, I can't remember which one. <laughs> You've had me like that before. Yeah, but see, like when you're laughing, you're you're like it's obvious you're laughing. But and then you can tell when it starts to turn into crying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like at that time, like he when he said, like, I don't know if you're laughing or crying, I'm just like, I I, I was so fucking stoned, I was like Fuck, I forgot which one I'm doing. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, man, it was good times, good times. Good job. I know, right? Good fucking times. Um, all right, you just want to jump into the review? Yeah, uh, let's do the review, our recent review of I Want You Back. Hello? Is everything okay? You have mascara all over your whole face. You actually have like a piece of toilet paper or oh, something. Oh, do I really? Other side. There. Yeah. Just got dumped. I want to break up with you. What? Oh, me too. I'm breaking up with you. <coughs> oh my god. What about this? Whenever we're feeling like we just can't take it anymore. Let's call each other. We're each other's sadness sisters. Well, sadness sisters sounds like you're Diane Keaton, and I'm Meryl Streep, and we're in a Broadway play, but I like it, yeah. That's a great cast. You should cast plays. Oh my god. And look at her with my boyfriend. This is bad. What the f? He was the love of my life. Anne is the love of mine. But I'm not so sure that they're gonna realize it, not with these shiny new people around. So what are we supposed to do? We have to break them up. That's crazy, we can't do that. How would we do that? The synopsis is, newly dumped 30-somethings Peter and Emma team up to sabotage their ex's new relationships and win them back for good. Directed by Jason Orley, written by Isaac Ap. Aptaker? Aptaker? Aptaker. Fuck. Couldn't (laughs) say that word. Elizabeth Berger. It stars Charlie Day, Jenny Slate, Scott Eastwood, Gina Rodriguez, and Manny Jacinto. Is that Berger or Berger? I I think it's Berger. I feel like that's Berger. Elizabeth Berger. Um, Look at you finally correcting me on a last name. (laughs) I know. You've never done that. Oh my god. Fucking cats and dogs. Living together, mass hysteria. The down is up, up is down, left is right, right is left. And then with that, you get up, down, up, down, left, right, left, right, A, B, A, B, select, start. That's a code for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? And Yeah, okay. Anyway. <laughs> We're done now, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, like, with the show? We're done? Yeah, period. Because I, I gave the code out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, okay, I want you back. So, obviously, this is a Valentine's Day themed episode you know rom-coms and all that jazz um what did you think about i want you back i like this one did you really Mm -hmm. it seems like you didn't really like it when we when we when we talked about it no i told you i liked it and i don't normally like Mm, rom-coms at all okay so i was surprised that i liked it um and uh because you know just side note Mm -hmm. i don't like Mm rom-coms because they make me cry Mm mm-hmm but not in a way of like, oh my god, like, like it's happy so beautiful. Cry? No, it's like, <laughs> I want to die now. Like, I want to kill myself after watching it because, uh. like, like I don't know. I grew up with that whole fairy tale idea of like mm-hmm. a man should like love you, like someone should love you, and I always get really sad that like 
I don't have that. Mm. So then I cry. Okay. So in this case, you know, when I, if I ask you for laughing or crying, you can actually tell me which is which, right? Yeah. That, that was a callback. Too. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> see, see, you were perplexed. Like, wait, what? No, I had to think about it for a second. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Um, so what did, what did you like about this? Um, I liked mm-hmm. how quirky Peter and Emma were, which is Charlie Day and Jenny, Jenny Slate. Mm-hmm. They're really kind of quirky. They weren't like your traditional, um, like love interest pair, or whatever you want to call them. Yeah. Like they weren't like the obvious, these two people are insanely attractive. So obviously they're going to end up together. Like they weren't. Yeah. They weren't like that, like that at all. Yeah. Yeah. Which, you know, like, you know, if it was like starring Scott Easton and Jenny Rodriguez, you know, um, that's, I said Easton, didn't I? Mm-hmm. Scott e- well, fuck that guy anyway. Scott Eastwood <laughs> and Jenny Rodriguez, if the roles were reversed and they were doing, they were taking the roles of Peter and Emma, you'd be like, of course they're going to end up together. Like, it's dumb, you know, like whatever. Um, even though, like, this kind of, this movie kind of follows, still follows, like, the typical, like, rom com trope, but it makes it a little bit different. I know. It uh, also gave me that, that idea. Do you remember what it was? Oh yeah, let's let's hold off let's hold off on that because I actually want to put that in the, in the discussion at the end of the episode. Oh, you do? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, so okay, yeah, like Charlie, you've never watched uh, "It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia," have you? Mm-mm. You would love that show. Really? It is. It, I I I I've watched a number of episodes. I don't watch it now because there's so many episodes and I feel kind of overwhelmed. There's like. 12 13 seasons i think maybe like 10 20 episodes each or some shit mm-hmm. um but from the few episodes i have seen it's it's fucking hilarious it's not and it's not just charlie day it's the other cast members but charlie day is like like his character is like literally like the wild card mm-hmm. like out of all like these out of the uh well four people including Danny devito um it's he he's like he's like the crazy one I'm sorry, five. There's five of them. Uh, he's like the craziest one. Well, him probably Danny DeVito. Um, which I, I, I kind of didn't like this movie because I feel like it didn't really play to Charlie Day's strength. Because um, he's normally like funnier than than he was than he was doing this time around. Yeah, I don't. The the calm part of it mm-hmm. was kind of lacking. Yeah, I will say that for sure. Oh, okay, okay. Um. But it wasn't like super romantic either, mm-hmm. so it was like a meh meh. Yeah, <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't too corny, like too Hollywood rom com yeah. corny and stuff like that. Like, uh, like any other bad rom com like movie. Like the Wedding Singer. <laughs> That's I, the I, one that I keep pulling. Really, out of. I actually like the Wedding Singer. You did? Yeah, it's it, it's very problematic because there are some very transphobic phobic jokes in it. Mm. But this is like. What, 15 years ago that movie came out? Obviously, you know, it wasn't a very woke movie at mm. that time. I think it was even earlier than that because I was in high school. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, so, okay, so what did you... And you've never seen Jenny Slate in anything, have you? I don't think so. Okay, what did you think of her as Emma? I kind of thought she was weird. That's Jenny Slate? Um, like, it... In an unattractive kind of way. Mm-hmm. But she was able to, like, kind of change my mind as the movie went along. Oh, really? Okay. Mm-hmm. And, um, I don't know. I, I thought 
maybe she was actually my favorite one in the movie after a while. Mm-hmm. She, her acting was really, I don't know. It, like in the beginning, she was kind of like, I, I wasn't connected with her whatsoever. But towards the end, she was mm. the one I was connected with the most. And I think it was just because she, um, she's actually a better actress than I think people think she is. Jenny Slate, she's been in a ton of stuff. Um, I love Jenny Slate. Like whenever she shows up in something, I always enjoy seeing her. Um, she can go like. <laughs> Her and Charlie Day, they actually kind of have the same level of comedy where, like, they, they're both, like, that's, the, this is what I was saying, like, they're not, the, the movie's not playing the Charlie Day strength, and it didn't really play so much Jenny Slate uh, strength, because there are times where she can go fucking really crazy or, like, be insanely, like, hilarious with, like, certain stuff she does, and she's not, like, very, some of her comedies kind of involve, like, slapstick, but not too ridiculous where it's, like, what's, what's that, uh, What's that actress? Like Melissa McCarthy. Like how Melissa McCarthy did a lot of slapstick comedy. Like on the bigger, I'm going to fall over stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Slate doesn't go to that level, but she has like a great uh, level of measurement to like, okay, I'm going to go a little, sh- I'm going to go a little physical, but not too physical, not ridiculously mm-hmm. physical. Um, so it's, it's funny. Like, like I'm looking at the picture of both of them, uh, like on the, for the advertisement, <clears throat> they look like they would end up together. Oh, yeah, Just because like, they're the same level of awkward. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. Mm. Um, what, okay, so what about what about the others, uh, like Scotty's with Jenny Rodriguez or Manny Jacinto? You forgot uh, Jenny, the girl who played Jenny, the pie, the pie maker. <laughs> you mean the girl who was barely in the fucking movie? She was the cutest one. She was the cutest one, but her character, like... <sighs> Like it's it I like she was the cutest one, but she might like she might as well not have been in the fucking movie. No, I know. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I thought you were like you were like no, no, she was great. What the fuck? What? <laughs> um. So you're asking me what about the other performances? Yeah. Um, Scotty Swid's always whatever. Mm, clear example of nepotism. Hmm. Um. The guy who played Logan, mm-hmm. he was weird because he was like one way, mm. like not him, but his character was one way and then all of a sudden was another way. Mm. And it was kind of like just to suit the plot. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Especially like you're talking about like later on with like, uh, like the, the potential of like of a three way, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It, Cause like, it was weird. Cause like the, it, yeah because like his character his character motivation or his character traits had like changed because of like plot i know like straight up plot which was like i didn't think they were gonna go that route um well okay not take that back i did okay i i thought they were gonna go that route but i guess a part of me was like oh i hope they don't go that route that's kind of that's that's a little too easy to go to yeah i think so too yeah um and obviously we'll get further into details and spoilers we're like beating around the bush on that <laughs> yeah and Anne, Anne was kind of more meh than fucking noah like gina rodriguez was more meh than scott eastwood yeah and she's great i believe she i believe she got her start on jane the virgin um 
which I've seen a number of episodes, but she's like really great in that movie. But and it's weird. It's like I don't know. Like I have a feeling, like in terms of the writing, I feel like like the way how the writing is is like Isaac App, uh, Aptaker and Elizabeth Berger. I feel like they wrote it with just like Charlie Day and Jenny Slade in mind with these two characters, and we're just like and. That's it. We'll like we'll we'll figure out the rest like later on or some yeah. shit like that, you know. Because like the characters, obviously the characters had more uh, depth to them, while the others were kind of like a very superficial, like surface, yep, kind of kind of way. Exactly. Um, okay, so you were saying about like getting like the com like the comedy was like meh for you, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like the comedy was very meh for me as well. There was a couple parts I was like, "Ha, huh, that's kind of funny." And there's only, like, one scene that I thought was actually, like, pretty hilarious, but that's because it, like, ramped up. Yeah. Um, which I felt like the movie could have used more of that. I think so, too. Um, um, also, hmm. I kind of want to get into the directing. Okay, yeah, please. Um, there were plenty of times where, like, normally in a movie, something, something happens, you know something bad is about to happen, mm-hmm. and it just never really seemed to happen. Mm-hmm. I kind of got annoyed by that. Oh, really? Why? Because it's like like a fucking like tease. Like a cock tease? Yeah. <laughs> okay. You know, like, see, there were just different parts where you would expect something bad to happen. They were setting it up that way. Mm-hmm. And then it didn't happen. And you're like, oh, okay. And then we just go to the next scene. Yeah, yeah. It, it's funny. It's like, there's like a lot of, I should say like a lot of, a lot of false false starts yeah like how we do with this episode where i fucked up before we actually started recording i was like shit um he had my mic plugged into the wrong port so he's like what the fuck i can't hear you i know right i know anything technical is always my fault yeah which is true technically it's all your fault yeah yeah, exactly exactly (laughs) um wait hold on hold on do i wait hold on say it again technically it's all your fault (laughs) <laughs> yeah delayed finally, reaction i know but hey I, I finally did it finally <laughs> used it i finally used it um okay so you just you want to hop in the spoiler section yeah all right so we're gonna get into the spoiler section we're gonna talk uh in great lengths about uh amazon's i want you back um so if you folks haven't seen it uh you guys have plenty of time to watch it um but if you don't want to be spoiled, here's a spoiler bumper right about now. Hola. Hi. <laughs> okay, so... so you're referring to earlier, obviously not in the spoiler section, uh, about something happening and not happening. Mm-hmm. What 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 were you what do you mean by that? Anytime Okay, so obviously the two main characters were trying to break each other's exes up from mm-hmm. their new the love interests. Yeah. Yeah. There mm-hmm. was like like there's a time where Scott Eastwood ends up in the um Eastwood ends up in the the, the bedroom, um, and he is like in the foot of the bed. Like there's like a trunk, and then they have like 
obviously he's there the whole time that uh well no it wasn't scott eastwood i'm so dumb um you mean uh scott charlie? it was in scott eastwood's house but charlie day yeah it's in the, he's in the like in the footlocker right? yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. charlie day's in the footlocker mm-hmm. and scott eastwood and uh i don't even put her name <laughs> Uh, the actress who who would uh, become his fiance. Yeah, they're gonna have sex. Like uh, Clark Bacco. There you go. Yeah, and like he's there for the whole thing because he was there because he was gonna do the thing where he was gonna leave like a condom wrapper. He never yeah. got found out. Yeah, yeah. Or like um, when Charlie Day was gonna jump off the roof into the fucking hot tub. Okay. Yeah. Nothing happened. Yeah, like like that scene with the whole condom thing. I actually thought that was. Like, I thought something was really going to come of that. But the only thing that came up with that was, like, Scotty Wood pro- 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 proposes to Clark Bacco's character. She says yes, they have sex. And he has to, like, and he just, like, is just in the trunk and he hears it. Like, mm-hmm. But, like, they cut, they, like, cut to, like, a different scene. Yeah. Like, that was, that could have been an opportunity to, like, inject more comedy mm-hmm. into that scene. And it was just, like, like you said, it was just, like, a cocktail. Like, this nothing. <laughs> Yeah, and then um, any time um, Gina Rodriguez and mm-hmm. um, Jenny Slate mm-hmm. and Manny Jacinto were in a scene together, mm-hmm. it just seemed like there wasn't any chemistry at all with any of them. Yeah. So it was just yeah. kind of like you're kind of waiting for like a kind of a blow up or like you don't really get that or like some conf- confrontation because obviously like jenny rodriguez's character did not like jenny slate and saw what she was trying to get at mm-hmm. but it wasn't it like it wasn't like there, there was actually like no clear i mean there was an indicator that she didn't like her but there was nothing to like build off of that comedy wise other than that like oh she just don't like her mm-hmm. like that's it yeah um which i feel like it could have been with if with that like if they added more a bit more comedy or a little bit more like uh daggers and stuff like that like you know metaphor speaking daggers it would have made it more realistic mm-hmm. and it would like because it would have been more like true to life and shit like that well also um gina rodriguez like her character mm-hmm. was very much like i'm kind of okay with whatever Except now I'm jealous all of a sudden for like two seconds. Okay, now I'm fine again. Mm-hmm. And now I'm jealous. Yeah, it was really kind of weird. Yeah. Like, is she jealous or not? Like, you're trying to make her nice but jealous because mm-hmm. you don't want her to look bitchy is what I'm getting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. But it's also kind of not working. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. No, no, no. It's I get confusing. I, yeah, no, I get what you're saying. I get yeah. what you're saying. Yeah, like it, like it happened with the Manic Hasito character where like... There was like a clear indicator that like he really liked uh Logan really liked Anne. Like mm-hmm. it seemed like they were like genuinely, genuinely like together. Yeah. And all that kind of stuff. And then like there was no there was no like really chipping of 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 his attraction of I'm sorry, there was really no no adding of his attraction to Jenny There was like a little bit like that scene where she uh she Jenny Slate's character sings uh a scene from uh, little shop of horrors mm-hmm. where she was he was like oh like you're beautiful like oh my god you're amazing but like that was it mm-hmm. and like it's it's funny like his character reminded me a lot of uh the character from um the good place where he was just very like oblivious mm-hmm. to like his shit 
And I felt like this movie didn't really... Uh, his character is Jason Mendoza. Um, his character didn't really need to be like that oblivious. Like His character seemed... I don't want to say like intelligent, but at least self-aware enough yeah. to be like, oh, this girl's hitting on me. I should be careful or something like that. It was very like one way and then another way within like a scene change. Yep. Which was, it seemed very like disjointed. Yeah. Also, uh, Scott Eastwood's character was totally oblivious too the whole time. That boy's a wet blanket. Yeah, he is. But I mean, like just talking about Charlie Day and him, like... Mm. The chemistry wasn't really there. Oh, like the, the bro-dog relationship? It wasn't, because Charlie Day did not really seem all that interested in really being friends with him, which was mm. the case in the in the movie. Yeah. Then you get Scott Eastwood, who's like, like, yeah, let's go do this. We're like best friends all of a sudden. You're like, why? <laughs> I, I'm the type of person to just want people to be my friend immediately, mm-hmm. and it never happens because everyone's like, nah, I'm busy. Nah, I'm an introvert. Nah, whatever. Like, yeah. that's not real life. Nobody's just like, yeah, I'm going to be your best friend right now. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> speaking of chemistry, back to the um, to the actress, uh, Clark, uh, uh, Clark Bacco. Like, the way how they portrayed her character, like, the beginning, <clears throat> it seemed like her character, uh, Jenny, and Noah were, like, into each other, right? But then there's, like, this scene where, like, he's, where Scott, uh, Scott, East, Scott Eastwick's character is talking to Charlie Day's character about, like, oh, yeah, we're going to go to this club, we're going to hang out, this is that and everything. And he, like, brings it to, like, Clark Baco's character's uh, attention, like, about the club. And she's like, I don't like that club. But she doesn't go like, I don't like that club. She kind of does it like a disgusting, like, like, ugh, like, I don't, why would I go to that fucking, like, like almost an annoyance? Yeah. And that's why, like, I thought, like, that scene where he proposed to her, I honestly thought that she, she was going to say no. I thought so, too. Yeah, because, like, we, from, from what I saw that entire time, I was just like, They're incompatible. Exactly. Exactly. That's what I fucking felt like. Every scene they were together, not every scene, I'm sorry, the beginning, they seemed genuine, but like later on, you're like, oh, she's totally not into him. He's all about her. Um, even like how he tells Charlie's, Charlie Day's character, how, how Noah tells um, uh, the Peter character, um, oh yeah, I'm going to propose to her. Mm-hmm. And Peter's like, wait, what? He's like, you know, I know it's too soon. It was like, yeah, it's too soon. Why, why, why would you fucking... <laughs> I don't know. It was just, it was like, kind of like, uh, it was like an up and down kind of thing. Yeah. Um, like, he's almost like a, as, as my therapist had said, he's, his his mood is a very much a thermostat. It's like extreme left, extreme right and shit mm-hmm. like that. Don't forget, I mm. got married after four months of knowing someone. True. <laughs> but see, there's a, there's a valid reason why you did that. There is. And I have two kids mm-hmm. with him. Yeah. And you were married with him for like 10 years. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe their relationship's gonna uh, the Noah, Noah and Ginny or Jenny. Maybe their character lasts like ten months. <laughs> <laughs> um, After that fucking wedding. Oh, on the fucking! <laughs> I guarantee you, she's like, "Yo, I, I want an annulment." I know, right? That whole shit that happened. Yeah. Um. So the the one part of the movie that I actually was like genuinely enjoying, I was like, "All right." the comedy is like picking up is is actually the party scene where they go back to the where uh the peter character and noah character they go back to that girl's uh, house mm-hmm. 
and it's like him it's them two and a couple other girls and you're like oh, okay maybe like this is where the partner would cheat on his girlfriend blah blah, blah all that kind of stuff right mm-hmm. and then fucking like pete davidson shows up mm-hmm. like out of fucking nowhere right which i feel like i feel like that wasn't in the script like i think pete davidson really just showed up out of fucking nowhere <laughs> <laughs> um and so like that part where like they're partying and hanging out they take like mollies and everything like that i was like all right this is pretty funny right but then, like, when the Peter Gerter finds out that the girl he has a thing for is, like, actually 17 and shit. Mm-hmm. So I was, that's when I was, like, really starting to laugh. Like, okay, this is it. This is, like, the kind of, like, wild comedy I want. This is fucking great, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then fucking out of nowhere. Did you ever watch the OC? No. All right, let me look up the cat's name. Um, out of nowhere, the dude from the OC, the guy who played, like, the lead in that TV show shows up uh ben oh ben mckenzie the guy who played commissioner gordon and okay. or gordon in uh the batman series yeah when he showed up and that like that was his dad what i thought was funny because oh shit the dad's here until i was like how the fuck is that dude old enough to be a dad <laughs> <laughs> especially like to like a 17 year old or some shit like that yeah right? like he looks like he's maybe old enough to have like a nine-year-old yeah yeah exactly right uh and like I, I did enjoy that line where where uh Peter, uh Charlie Day's character is like, Oh, I'm sorry, sir. He's like, Sir, I'm your fucking peer. What are you talking about? Like we're like the same age. <laughs> so I that 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 that's like the only part of the movie I was like, Okay, this is funny. But then it just never got to that level again. No, it never did. Yeah. Um Then at the end when we deal with them like finally hearing everything mm-hmm. and it was just because jenny slate's like this is what happened yeah i was just like why i know right like why you first of all you seem like you've kind of emotionally processed most of what happened yeah like she's actually like getting over it like so you're just, then all of a sudden like everyone's back together and you're supposed to like be all cordial and shit like mm-hmm you know whose wedding it is. I know, right? So, like, I don't know. Like, why would you blow up your ex's wedding like that? Like, you didn't go there with that intention. Yeah, and even even like that scene where um, where she's sitting down with the Logan character, where Emma's sitting down with Logan, and, like, they're kind of going back and forth and everything. It seemed like both those characters had actually, like, kind of like we're getting past it. They're, or they were, like, 50% past it. They're like, all right. We're going, we're going through this. We're just going to this uh, wedding and everything. And everything's going to be okay. Yeah, but her blowing up that wedding was just like... Argh. No, and it's annoying too because it's that whole anticlimactic thing. Mm-hmm. Like, they could have made it so that something happened out of their control or whatever that mm-hmm. is the reason why they found out. Yeah. Instead of one of the characters just like... Well, this is what happened. Yeah, getting with the ghost and like, shit. Okay. Yeah, yeah, and even like the part where, um, where Charlie Day's or Peter is talking to Anne like in the hotel, mm-hmm. and he's like, he has the ice a pack on his face and everything, and there's supposed to be like this cathartic moment between the two. Mm. I feel like there's a scene missing. Yeah. Because remember, like they're like talking, and then like. It goes to another scene, and they come back, and Charlie Day's, like, checking out of the hotel, but he's by himself. 
Oh, I didn't really think there was anything missing because I kind of figured like he was on the floor, she was in the bed. Mm-hmm. They're not together anymore. No, I know that, but like he's like because he's 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 telling her about. See, it's it's like I'm I almost forgot about the whole fucking scene, but he's telling her something about like kind of explaining himself and everything, and then like realizing. I guess really his potential or something like that. Mm. But I feel like they're like, we didn't get anything from her other than like, she was just like, okay, yeah, I see why you're, why you're like this. Yeah. Like it was like a one sided. It was like a one. There we go. This is what this movie is. It's about catharsis, but it's only one sided catharsis Mm -hmm. for this whole fucking movie. Yeah. Like period. Exactly. Um, This is how I thought it was going to end. And I would have actually enjoyed it. Okay. Actually two ways. One, I thought it would I thought it would end well if Charlie Day's characters ended with Jenny Rodriguez. Jenny Slate realizes that she doesn't really need to be with anybody cuz it seemed like that her thing was like trying to find somebody to be with mm-hmm. and she just kind of like fixes her she like goes on her way and like improves on herself and everything. Like remember that book that he gave her? Mm-hmm. I thought that book was going to have some like serious significance to the story. Mm. of like oh i'm fine now like i need to work on me i think it did in a way yeah but see that but see there's that scene but it wasn't enough yeah yeah it wasn't one it wasn't enough and two like by the end of the movie like they're on the plane they're like potentially gonna get in the car not car crash a plane crash and they look look and smile like that's where the movie ends yeah which i was like like i didn't like that ending i don't know i was it was whatever for me Mm mm-hmm because I liked them so much mm-hmm. earlier in the movie mm-hmm. that I thought they probably were a good match anyway. So, which leads into and she was good for him because she was like, "You should go do this. That's yeah. a great dream." Yeah, and like she did actually on her own find out what she wanted to do. What was that? She wanted to be a counselor. Oh, okay. I completely fucking missed that. Yeah, that's what the book was about. She actually read the book. I thought the book was just trying to find your path. Yeah. Uh-huh. She read, like, she looked She looked at the book. Uh-huh. So, obviously, we're not going to watch her read it, but she read the book. Yeah. And she realized, I'm actually really good with kids because of my interaction with this boy that I've been talking uh, to. Oh, see, I, that. So, she's like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go. Way over my head. Yeah. Uh, that went way over my head because it seemed, I. Okay. It was kind of rushed at the end. It's, there you go. And that's the thing. Like you said, it was kind of rushed at the end. Could have used it. Like I said, I think there's like a couple scenes missing in this fucking movie that I think would have would have smoothed it out a lot better. Yeah. Um, but before I forget, my second choice of ending this movie mm. is they die, on the, they die in the plane crash. That was your first choice. Don't lie. Yes. That was actually. No, 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 no. I take that back. That's what you told me first. Did I? Okay. Uh Yeah. Let's just say yeah. Fuck it. Your memory's better than mine, no, so let's say yeah. Anyways, it's okay because usually I'm the one on the dark side and it's your turn this time. Yeah, it would have been great if they died on the plane crash. It would have been wonderful. <laughs> or on the plane, in the plane crash. Um, on the plane, in the plane, yeah. over the plane, under the plane, through the plane, <laughs> yeah. around it. Um, okay, so I, I I had a feeling this this is how i saw the underlying message of this movie which is like the difficulty of moving on mm-hmm. um i felt like it didn't really hit the mark on that i felt like it was trying to say it but it didn't it didn't land it 
I don't really... Well, I can see it's got that, the difficulty of moving on. Mm -hmm. But also, like, um, the difficulty of not... I don't know how to word it, but it's basically when you're in a relationship and you lose your identity. Mm, So, like, the difficulty of having an identity when you're in a relationship and then finding it when you're out of it. Okay. Okay, well, that being said, do you think think they landed on that that message? I think they kind of landed on that one, but Mm. not the one that you said. Oh, the the difficulty of moving on? Yeah. Mm. Because it's really... I know... Mm. It's I've I'm still gaining my identity. <laughs> I think you're doing a great job. No, I feel a lot better yeah, recent, yeah. like in the last few months, mm-hmm. um, mostly. But my like growing up, mm-hmm. I could not be who I wanted to be because I had to be who my mom wanted me to be. And then the same thing, I got married, mm-hmm. and I had to be who he wanted me to be. Mm-hmm. I couldn't be who I wanted to be. So well, clearly you should listen to your mother because she's. She's doing wonderful. <laughs> and clearly, you should have listened to your ex-husband or your husband at the time because, you know, a man knows what a woman wants. Definitely. Period. Mel Gibson made a movie about it. Duh. Oh, yeah. That actually wasn't a bad movie. Uh, what a woman wants. That's actually pretty good. I remember enjoying it, enjoying it back then. This is before he turned into. Damn it. You know, we should have done that as a rom-com. Nope. Nope. <laughs> it was It was all right. But nope. <laughs> no, I definitely want to show you high fidelity. Um, okay, so uh, what's your final say on this movie? It's, uh, you know, you don't have to watch it. Mm-hmm. But if you want to, that's cool. Yeah. Like, if you like the, this kind of movie, you probably like it. But I don't think most people are like gonna kill themselves to go watch oh, it. oh yeah this is this is not like a game changing game changing rom-com it's a it's a decent rom-com um like i said i didn't think it was as funny as it could have been mm. um and i would have much preferred a different ending but you know it's it came out like last friday it was like perfect for like a valentine's day movie yeah you know a lovely couples movie and everything like you that. were gonna say something uh remember i was gonna say oh yeah remember they uh it made me think of my like my idea remember my idea and you're like oh we'll bring that up later at the end yeah we'll have that at the end for at the end of the like for the discussion oh your your idea of a rom-com yeah but it was like this oh i know but let's talk about it for the discussion oh yeah okay yeah okay can you wait yes are you sure wasn't sure. I just didn't know. Like I wasn't on the same page, but now I am. Yeah, that's why it's that's why it's in the docket. Well, clearly I read the docket. Yeah, did you read it at the bottom? I clearly read it all the way to the book of Boba Fett. <laughs> <sighs> so, book of Boba Fett. Who do you think gonna end up? No, I'm joking. <laughs> all right, all right, uh, all right. So that's it. All right, what do we got next? <laughs> <laughs> next, we are going to do our variety time. All right, we both watched Book of Boba Fett. Mm-hmm. I remember how excited you were about this. 
They're like, oh my god, The Mandalorian was so great. They're doing this. They had that one spinoff they were going to do with Gina Carano. And like... Oh, the Shock Troopers. Yeah. Yeah. And then they were... um, I think we were even talking about what they could do with the other Mandalorian girl with like the red hair and the blue suit. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And, um, you know, we were like, yeah, that's so fucking cool. Blah, blah, blah. And then the Book of Fett came out. The Book of Boba Fett came out. And I was like... (laughs) <laughs> i i i like to call this uh i don't call it the i don't like to call it the book of boba fett i like to call it the book of featuring boba fett because that's what that's what this fucking show was um so like if you folks haven't seen the book of boba fett we're gonna we're gonna talk about it and spoiler territory so if you don't want to mm-hmm. hear about it just go ahead and skip on over um to our high fidelity section um it will be time staff so you know when when we jump into that so, the Book of Boba Fett. Now, I'm not one of those people who are like, Boba Fett's fucking badass, hands down, blah, 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 and everything, right? No, you did really like him a lot, though. I did like him because he looked cool, even though he got his ass whooped in Return of the Jedi, right? Mm-hmm. And I did like him because I've read a, I have read on his lore in the, in the books, in mm-hmm. the extended universe, how he climbs out of the sarlacc pick and and goes after all these characters I, I believe he's the one who kills like chewbacca in the books and everything right but obviously those are no longer canon so and i was really excited about seeing him because he showed up in the mandalorian right mm-hmm. his introduction was like yes this is boba fett this is the best that we want right uh-huh. so obviously i was looking forward to this and i was so fucking conflicted the first episode i was like I don't know how to feel about this. This is a really... And it was confusing because they just jump right into like two different... It's like a dream and then reality. Yeah, like it's... I think what this with this show's problem was is that it was very, very uneven. Um, John Favreau is the showrunner. I think he wrote every episode. Um, but like Robert Rodriguez directed a number of these episodes. He even directed like the final episode of the season right Mm -hmm. it seems like that's where the problem was like the translation from script to to film Mm -hmm. it wasn't meshing right like um for example there's like plenty of parts where like it seems like bubble fett is just getting his ass whooped yeah and he's like you know what it is Hmm. i think he was neutered or he was or, or how some would say he was nerfed I don't know what that is. Nerf is pretty like you know you know a Nerf ball. How uh-huh. you can just throw it and it's if you threw a regular ball, it would hurt like hell. But if you threw a Nerf ball, it just like bounce off of you. Uh-huh. That's what that's what the term comes from. Like Nerf, like you threw something and it just no damage. Oh, so I like mine better. Neuter. Let's go with that then. It was, you know, like he had his balls removed. <laughs> pretty much. But basically, you know, like if you have a dog that's mm-hmm. not neutered mm-hmm. he's kind he can be aggressive he doesn't he's territorial yeah whatever mm. he it's almost like he had a fucking uh lobotomy yeah yeah and and you're not saying that you want him to just be like ultimate like badass from the beginning are you no i, I but i want something yeah it was nothing yeah i don't know who he is still and that's the thing, like, like, what makes him tick? Why does he make any? He did, wasn't even really making any decisions. He was just or, like, or the right decision, or even like good decisions. Yeah, like there were times where you saw him being a fucking badass, like the part where um, 
he goes after like the uh like the desert bikers or whatever they call the like that biker mm-hmm. game that took out like the Tuscan people that raised him. Now his journey with the Tuscan the Tuscan people the Tuscan uh, Tuscan sand people, mm-hmm. I was enjoying that because because I'm like okay this is how his character his character is like developing this is how we get a Boba Fett who becomes this skillful fighter that we saw in the Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. It's totally with that right. I be- but. Those flashbacks, they could have done those flashbacks in one single episode. Yeah. Just like that. Instead of like kept cutting them up and chopping them up in like two to three episodes, yeah. it, it it made it further uneven. It was, I know. So then it was like, I more enjoy this mm-hmm. as opposed to what's going on now. Yeah. Also, because he sucks so badly, mm-hmm. I have lost any respect or cool points for uh, Ming-Na Wen. Really? Like her character. I I'm I'm not I'm not of that um, I'm not of the, I'm not of the same mind. I really love Ming Na Wen's character. Um, when she was like fucking people up, I was like, yes, this is what I want. You know, mm-hmm. um, I, <laughs> I I I feel like I feel like you you don't you like her even less or you didn't like her as much because you're I feel like you're gonna kind of be like, oh, she was a she was a fucking idiot. Pretty like, much like rolling with him like like she's still like trusting Boba Fett to make these right decisions and she's like no I gotta clean up your fucking mess right now yeah and she's just like letting him make the bad decisions yeah that's exactly the reason why I really liked her whenever she showed up in the Mandalorian mm-hmm. now she's with you know Boba Fett mm-hmm. and she's just standing there with her arms crossed for much of it Boba Fett does a lot of that too I know they both are just like standing there with their arms crossed I'm like yeah. what the fuck is this and that's the thing like whenever she did like pop off she popped the fuck off and it was like oh shit like, I know we're good. it was cool we're but I also felt like it was lacking conviction mm. you know what I mean like she was just fighting to fucking fight it was not really like a lot of um, uh, well, there's a word mm. like a a, a grand motive or some shit you know like a like a journey that's to be had or something oh yeah it was just i'm gonna fight because that's what i do yeah okay so rod rodriguez directed three episodes right um let me see which episodes he directed i i wanna i I, he directed i know he directed the first one and he directed the last episode of the let me see uh so so rod rodriguez he directed the first episode which that's the episode i'm like i don't know what the fuck he's doing with this um second one was step green steph green not too bad uh let me see episode three rod rodriguez again and then he directed the in the name of honor the final episode of the season which like that let's hold off on that one (laughs) <laughs> Let's hold off on that one. Okay. So I'm of the mind that the strongest episodes. Now, I'm, I'm not going to say this just because it's him in it. But the strongest episodes were episode five and episode six. Which were what? The, the ones with the Mandalorian in it. Oh, yeah. Okay. Now, before anybody gets like their tits, their tits up in a bunch or whatever the <laughs> fuck the term is. I don't think that they were great because the mandalorian i think they were great because they were done so much better they were written so much better bryce dallas howard directed the return of the mandalorian episode five that's the one where he pulls out like the dark saber he's like fucking shit up and he's gonna go see grogu and everything Mm -hmm. and then episode six was directed by dave filoni 
the man who's helped build the Star Wars universe where it is now. Mm-hmm. Those are great episodes. Yeah. Great fucking episodes. And not because of, like, of Mando. It was just better storytelling. It gave you more of what's going on in this world. You know? Mm-hmm. It would have, like, if... I honestly believe that if you took those... those like, If you take the Mandalorian story out and just put Dave Filoni and Bryce Dallas Howard to direct Boba Fett episodes, would have been a whole lot fucking better. Yeah. Um, I will say that episode uh, seven, uh, episode six, where we see my man Luke show up, mm-hmm. got a bit teary-eyed. I got a bit teary-eyed <laughs> again. I was like, oh my God, it's Luke again. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's what I was going to ask you. Mm. What about, what did you think about the uh, return, not the return, but the appearance of uh, Jabba the Hutt's cousins. <sighs> they brought them in, like if they, if they were gonna be like a baddie, or if they were gonna, they were setting something up. Nope, <laughs> not at all. Their thing was like, we're gonna get off the planet because uh, the Pikes are coming, deuces, and like that's it. Like, yeah, and then what? we're supposed to be like, oh, the Pikes are real bad then, uh-huh. and they weren't. Here's the thing, with, with the thing with the Pikes, I think the reason why. I feel like if you had watched the uh, the Clone Wars saga, or the Clone Wars the the uh, the the show that's been on for a number of seasons, I think you would have really appreciated the Pikes because of because of the history mm-hmm. of them, how there's this dangerous syndicate and everything like that. Um, but if you did, if you don't, you're just like, all right, I I guess I guess they're dangerous. Yeah. Okay. So not just that. Mm-hmm. But I think I mentioned to you too, like, I think even if you threw this mm. series, like the Book of Boba Fett, mm-hmm. into like a, a genre, like a subgenre, mm-hmm. I think it'd have done great as a procedural. I've heard that, or I feel like this was like an attempt to introduce the idea of like the crime area, the crime genre. Within right. the Star Wars universe. That's why I say procedural because you could either mm. make it either on the 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 good side, which Boba Fett was trying to be, mm-hmm. or you can make it on the crime syndicate side and yeah. make it more like I don't know, Sons of Anarchy or some shit. Yeah, and I feel like they were trying to like do that, but it it was like they were holding back on that shit because I, I mean, the way how they do Star Wars now, it's it's I don't want to say necessarily it's like just for kids. You know, there are some adult themes in it and everything like that. But I have a sense that, like, if like if you want to do a crime kind of type genre, if you want to get to the crime genre, the procedural genre, you have to go in hard. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a reason why they don't want kids watching Law & Order SVU. Mm. It's a procedural. It's on network television. But I ain't showing my daughter Law & Order SVU. Exactly. <laughs> you know, I'm not, I'm not saying, like, they should do that at the show. But, like, I'm not showing her, like, Law & Order or anything like yeah. that, you know? I'm not showing her The Sopranos. I'm not showing her Goodfellas, you know? Um, but there are ways you can find around, you can go around it to be like, okay, this is a dangerous organization. These are dangerous people. Mm-hmm. Um, which I didn't feel that much of a bubble fit. Nope. Uh, they probably should have thought about that a little bit more. No matter mm-hmm. what, whether they were going to write it that way or not, they mm-hmm. really needed to figure out what type of voice they wanted to give him and i oh, think they yeah. never figured it out exactly. and they just made the thing because they're like it's part of the mando lore 
Yeah, yeah. And like, it's like there were, um, I I lost my train of thought. Okay, like, like there was one story that I I read about, um, what's the actor's name who played Boba Fett? His name is, uh, Tamora Morrison. He had said during the interview, or like one particular interview, where he had said that when he, that because this movie, this show is kind of like dialogue. Is is dialogue? Um, is it's very dialogue filled in everything, mm-hmm. but very boring dialogue, very slow dialogue. Mm-hmm. And so what Tamora Morrison tried to do is whenever John Favreau would like leave the set, he would try to like not do the dialogue. Like, can we just like? do more action or can we kind of like pump up the scene or whatever like that yeah. like whenever John Favreau was around he was like can we like fix this shit <laughs> so even he was just like come like come on man <laughs> yeah I think too there's like a misconception that the best badasses out there are light on dialogue mm-hmm. or like if they have dialogue like they're kind of stupid in a way which because they're mm. like like they're juggernauts they don't really mm. need a whole lot of intelligence oh, yeah, or whatever yeah. they're just gonna do shit but that's the thing you can have good dialogue and still have like a juggernaut like for example um like the show jack uh jack reacher mm-hmm. right now it some of the shows like can be very corny and cheesy at times uh-huh. but like i liked watching the jack reacher character i liked hearing his dialogue because some of the shit he said was actually really funny mm-hmm. but you can you got a sense of like oh i can see why this dude is dangerous even if he's not like six foot five yeah this is like the shit he knows right boba fett is supposed to be seen as like the one of the galaxy's <laughs> most deadliest assassins mm-hmm. and here he is just getting tossed around like a fucking beanbag like just hoot, hoot, all over the place yeah and then he gets like these he hires like these kids, these like gangster kids or biker like I I, I don't They're supposed to be like punks or something. Yeah, shit. like these Power Ranger these Star Wars Power Ranger characters and shit like that, right? <laughs> Which I will tell you, they look too clean to be look to be living on Tatooine. Like if you looked at everybody at Tatooine, everyone looked like garbage. They look like they've been rolling around in sand and never took a shower. Yeah, but not these kids. They also I mean, I think you meant clean like clean from sand. No 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 no. I mean like physically clean. Like, they look like they belonged in a fucking, like, new age fucking indie band or some yeah, shit. Yeah, exactly, right? Exactly. Like, I know, like, the highfalutin society of Tatooine is very, like, put together and stuff like that. These kids were, like, put together, but, like, here's, 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 I can't remember where I heard this phrase, um, but they look like they were um, born with a silver spoon in their mouth, but with a paper plate. Mm. That's what they came off as, like, and, like, they didn't really add to anything to the show yeah other than like there there is higher guns and like i feel like toys yeah like, to- like hey kids these kids are cool you want to watch them <laughs> um have you have you heard one of the biggest complaints it's it's so small and stupid but it's so fucking funny to to mention mm-hmm. have you heard one of the biggest complaints over the show no okay so there's a there's a there's a scene in the last episode where uh, one of the characters, uh, let me find that actor's name, uh, Jordan Bulger, Bulger, who's played Scat, right? He's the dude with the he, he was the dude he was the, he was the one black guy mm-hmm. in the group, right? With the with his eye thing, right? Mm-hmm. Him and I think Sophia Thatcher were carrying um, the black uh, Credison, the 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 big e the, not the big Ewok, the big Wookie looking motherfucker. Uh huh. 
they're carrying him, right? Uh-huh. And they're like being shot at by the pikes and everything like that. This dude, Jordan Bolger, throws up the, the big Wookiee's arm, right? And just kneels and spins around and shoots. He's not dodging a he's not dodging a shot from a blaster. He just whoo, woo and then poof, shoots. Uh-huh. It's so fucking ridiculous. <laughs> You know what I found the most ridiculous out of that last episode? Hmm. That Boba Fett came in on what's the name of that creature? Oh, Rancor. Yeah, mm-hmm. he came in on Rancor. You thought and, that was ridiculous? No, no, I thought that was badass. Oh yeah, that was that was one hundred percent badass. It could it could have came off very stupid, but I it looked great. And he had so much control, and you could tell that animal respected him. Mm-hmm. He wasn't afraid of him. He yeah. actually respected him. That's what they were trying to set it up to set it up for. Then what happens? <laughs> Boba Fett like gets thrown, or he like falls off, and then the rancor is like, and like, he just kind of climbs up over a building, and you don't <laughs> see him for a little bit. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, he's just going ape shit, and now he's the thing that everyone's trying to like deal with. Yeah, I. I, I okay, so I'm a, I'm of two minds on this. It's a rancor. It's gonna go buck wild and stuff like that. Um, but I felt like they did all that just to lead up to that moment where Grogu like controls it. Which, I know, but it's so stupid. You threw away stupid, the thing yeah. that like it was so cool what he did, mm-hmm. and I feel like the connection isn't lost just because he's not on him anymore. Yeah. So like, I don't know. I just kind of felt like that was stupid as fuck, and I was like. Yeah, I actually that was the moment I was like, I'm not gonna watch the second season if there is one. I haven't heard if there's a second season greenlit. Probably not, and I hope not because um, I, I would have I would watch it. I don't want mm-hmm. to, but I would actually do like so I know, but yeah. I would be annoyed. Um. So so yeah. So let's you know we're gonna get further into like the final episode. I I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie. The episode it was very action packed. Um, but it was action kind of packed. Yeah. But it was like, <laughs> it, it did, it did the thing that, that, that you say it did the shiny penny thing. Yeah. It was like, Oh, look at this. Look at this lack of plot, but look, all this crazy stuff's happening now. Mm-hmm. Um, it was cool seeing Boba and Mando like shooting side by side and everything like that, because mm-hmm. these are two like. Boba Fett is a very iconic Star Wars character. Mandalorian is becoming this iconic character. It was cool seeing him shooting up and being cool, like sh- like blowing stuff up and everything. Mm-hmm. But it got to the point where it actually started getting kind of boring. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. And whatever, like, they cut away and kind of show what else what else is happening. I'm like, all right, cool. Let's see what else is happening. Well, that's kind of boring, too. All right, let's go back to Amanda. Well, I guess it's all right. <laughs> also. Uh I feel like there was no point in Mando at all ever talking about the Darksaber. He has it. Yeah. He clearly needs to learn how to use it. Yeah. And then you don't see it for like a little bit. Mm. Then it comes out in the last episode. He still kind of doesn't know how to use it. It's not really effective. Yeah, but he's and like, he, just, he's got a little bit. He's got a little bit better, but not that much. Yeah, and not enough to like break through the shield for sure. Yeah. And then nothing like it's they're you know fighting it a different way. Like I said, I I think it, it like like you the phrase you use it's it is the shiny penny kind of thing. It does that with this yeah. this final episode. Um, and it what's another thing that really bothers me 
is that there's this line that Boba that Boba says, like, like talking to Cad Bane, which Cad Bane showing up, loved it. Me too. I don't know. I didn't even know who the fuck he was, but I was like, dude, this guy's so fucking cool. Yeah. I'm more scared of him than I was of the guy, Ma, um, Moss. Moss what? No. Um, the guy, the Giancarlo Esposito guy. Oh, uh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it's Moss something, but go on. <laughs> so I was right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it didn't go on. Um, he was scarier to me because mm-hmm. he was so calm and like, well, young, uh, Giancarlo Esposito was really also very calm. Moff Gideon. Moff Gideon. There yeah. We, we said Moss. I'm like, Moss actually the singer? I know. Like Moss Isley, the planet yeah. or the town. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Moff Gideon. Yeah. He was scarier though. He was like, I'm like, oh God, everyone's going to fucking die. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, like I, there were, there were honestly some people like complaining about Cad Bane, but how he looked, I thought Cad Bane looked fucking great. It it definitely didn't match with the fact that this takes place like, what, like uh, 10, 10, 15 years or something like that after the, the, the end of the Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he would look a bit older. He would look a bit kind of like, he would be a little bit slower, but he would still be deadly. And I loved seeing Cad Bane show up, right? Uh-huh. Um, I... His 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 inclusion into the live action version of this show, uh-huh. which I'm just like, okay, cool. That means like there's so many possible. I mean, they obviously opened the door, they really opened the door with like Ahsoka Tana and everything, and some of the other characters from uh, what's it called Star Wars Rebels. Um, I honestly don't feel like this like he died. I I, I want to believe that he's not dead. Yeah, I like it would be cool if they made a show with him. That's the thing. He's not a character that should get his own show, but he should definitely like show up in a number of different shows as a de- as a definite diff- uh, deadly force. Yeah. Um. And see, that's the thing. Like when Cad Bane is fighting Boba, and Boba, and he's telling Boba like, like he, when he's like, used to be, you used to be deadly, you used to be this badass character, right? Mm-hmm. And then Boba Fett becomes this badass character. I'm like, that's it. He should have been fucking crazy like this fucking crazy while they're shooting up everything yeah you know exactly um and i'm trying to think oh so one last one last thing that that really bugged the fuck out of me that line that boba fett says where he goes these are my people mm-hmm. when why what How? people <laughs> i know right the the people of moss Isle. since when were these since when were these your people? <laughs> <laughs> the the cat pocket climbed into it, and there she should have been climbing into. <laughs> um, because they didn't want him ever the entire time, and yeah. still kind of at the end. And they were res- a lot of them were respecting him. They were no. like, "You're not doing shit for us, man." Yeah, like, like and even at the end, you could mm-hmm. tell they're like, "Okay, we'll fight together," but they still hadn't by that point really accepted him yeah all oh, the people like from freedom town yeah not well not just freedom town but mm-hmm. even where he had like he was in town like mm-hmm. in the city yeah yeah um so it's weird i i i think i think the name of this show really did a disservice for what could have been because the book of boba fett has a level of like expectations 
that's going to come around with this character. Yeah. And I think that's the one thing that really weighed it down because, like I said, the first episode was, to me, was just like, really? Like, this is how you're going to start the show? Um, on IMDb, like, the first episode, uh, let's see. Oof, Jesus. So the first episode was a 7.4 out of 10. Okay. Guess what was the rating for the, the big finale, the big explosion episode, action pack episode? Uh, 6.8. 7.7. 7. Okay. It was not that better than the first episode. <laughs> um, do, okay, so before we end this, uh, I ask you this: Do you think that the two episodes between it, the Mandalorian episodes, do you think it, do you think it also had a factor in hurting this show? Okay, so like technically, I don't mm. think it hurts the show, mm. but emotionally, it does mm. because. It, it makes Boba Fett a joke. Mm. And so I don't think anyone really cares about him that much anymore. Yeah. Like this guy that you thought was a badass, you're now mm. just like, okay, he's a fucking joke. Let's move on. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I think, and I, I don't think, I think it kind of did hurt the episode, but not because people were like, oh, it's Mando. We want to see Mando now. I think because the, the, those two episodes had, an emotional impact and a, such a huge development within this story that when we go back into episode, uh, when we go back into like the last episode, it's like, like just downhill. Oh, like, like if you're taking drugs, like if you're exactly like if you're sober, that's all everything leading up to Mando. And then when you see the Mandalorian, you're like on drugs and you're like, oh shit, everything's nice. Yeah, like, oh my God, this is a story. Hell yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm intrigued by what's going on. And then all of a sudden, you come down from the drugs. Yeah, you're, you're like, like uh, oh, okay. Yeah, you're like, uh, there's Boba. <laughs> He's the downer. our geriatric cinematic of Stephen Frears High Fidelity. My store is called Championship Final. I can't fire them. I hired these guys for three days a week and they just started showing up every day. That was four years ago. Rob Gordon has a successful business and a dedicated following. I used to go to the double door to hear you spin. You were unbelievable. But when it comes to dating... Hi. Hi. Is this Penny Hardwood? Hi, Caroline. He's still searching. Are you in or out, Rob? I'm sorry? Are you in or out, Rob? I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. For the right woman. What's your name? Laura! Now his search may have ended, <laughs> but his problems just started. And I like you with Laura. I don't think much of this Ian guy. What Ian guy? This film came out in 2000, and the synopsis is Rob, a record store owner and compulsive list maker, recounts his top five breakups, including the one in progress. Directed by Stephen Frears. It's <laughs> <laughs> written by D.V. DeVincentis. I feel like DV is short for DeVincentis. So it's like DeVincentis DeVincentis? <laughs> uh, Steve Pink, John Cusack, and Scott Rosenberg. It's also based on the book by Nick Hornbeat. It stars John Cusack. Even blah, 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 blah. 
Todd Luiso, and Jack Black. Uh, High Fidelity. Uh, classic. Classic rom-com. Not a typical rom- rom-com. Um, at least I like to think so. Uh, yeah, this is this is something... I feel like this is a story I, use, I can easily relate to. I think a lot of people... Oh, not just me. I think a lot of people can relate to this when you think of like past relationships and things that remind you of them, you know, and it's, there's always like music involved in some form or fashion. Mm-hmm. There's a song I heard when I was dating this girl or a song I heard when we broke up or something that always remind me of her, like all that kind of stuff. Um, but who gives a fuck what I think? What did, what did Kelsey think about this movie? Uh, I'm of two minds. Okay. It's it's a good film no matter which way you look at it. Mm. Okay. But the reason why I'm of two minds is I had a hard time connecting to it through mm-hmm. most of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like where it ended up. Okay. Like, like I didn't like who he was for most of the film, but the, the fact that he was able to change. The John Cusack character? Mm-hmm. Mm. The fact that he was able to make some changes mm-hmm. and actually be like, a good guy. Yeah. I liked that part. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But one thing that I really have a hard time is it doesn't seem like he really accepted and um, showed any remorse for the fact that he was like, I'm the reason why she had an abortion. He just, yeah. he basically said it was my fault, but, yeah. and like, I'm an asshole, but he didn't. He kind of like pulled back from it a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I, I definitely get that sense. Um, so maybe like in that sense, like some of the ways that he processed this, mm-hmm. maybe it's the reason why you like it more than I do, mm-hmm. is because it's a total guy film, even though it's a rom-com or whatever. Yeah. I'm like, you're just a fucking idiot. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, like, and he's, he has said it, the John Cusack's character, Rob, has said it himself, like, has said himself multiple times that, like, I'm an idiot. Like, I don't know why Laura, you know, Laura wants to be with him she's smart she's funny she's this is and i'm a, a guy who owns a record store mm. um i do i do believe that like he definitely did change a bit and i think like a clear a clear indicator of him changing is something that not so much that he says but what he does mm. and because one of his go his go-to things is to like when he meets a girl that he likes he like makes he essentially makes a playlist for her mm-hmm. um and then by the end of the movie, he changed that up and said, and he was like, well, I'm not going to make a play uh, playlist for this girl that like I might sleep with. I'm going to make a playlist for the girl that I'm curling with. But these are going to be songs that make her happy, that mm. remind me of her and stuff like that. And I think that was like, I think that was like a great way to show like, okay, this character is probably no longer going to go like the way he used to go, where he like, in a way, kind of like victimize himself. Yeah. With these relationships. Yeah. Um, especially like that part where he's kind of going back to all his past relationships to find uh-huh, out to wh- find out why they broke up with him. Yeah. Or- mm-hmm. And then there and, and like he even like was just like, Oh, if I find out why they break up with me, then you know, I'm the victim and everything's A okay. It's like, yeah. no, dude, that's not how it works. You're still <laughs> you're you're still gonna be an asshole. <laughs> uh so what did, what did you what did you think of the comedy in, in this one? Uh, the comedy was, it was okay. 
Mm-hmm. I was I would I didn't really find much of it funny. Mm. Plus, like Jack Black is in it, and I thought he was hilarious when I was a teen. Mm-hmm. And I don't find him so hilarious now. I still have mm. like a, a nostalgic love for him. Yeah, but like his craziness and the way he dances and like it just like gets me anxious. Oh really? Yeah, because I'm like, dude, calm the fuck down. <laughs> I, I'm totally with you on that. Um. I, I, I watching Jack Black and his like his earlier stuff, him being like that wild. Mm-hmm. I think it fits right for him, especially that age. Like, of course, he would be like that. I knew people like that growing up. Yeah, and right? they needed Ridlin. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> some of them ended up on it. Yeah, and if like if if the Jack Black character, if that was a character like at his age now, like in his fifties, you'd be like, oh, something's wrong with him. <laughs> he needs help. <laughs> um. So okay, so with that, like, what do you think of what do you think of John John Cusack's performance? I think he's like the perfect choice for this role. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Like he's not your conventional like good looking guy. Mm-hmm. He looks pretty average, actually. Yeah. But there's certain things about him that are like charming. very charming, like boy next door kind uh-huh. of like he has like a softness in his eyes, and he has like this mouth that you probably shouldn't like because it's small but actually has a really cute shape to it Mm -hmm. and like i don't know he's like you want to cuddle with him you know what i definitely got to show you um i gotta show you say anything say anything yeah say it anything there you go (laughs) um that wait 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 wait. it again what say again again okay (laughs) Um, you would you would love him in you would love him to say anything, anything. There you go. <laughs> um, because like you were saying, he has kind of like that soft eyes, that like boy next door and stuff like mm-hmm. that. He, he he, it's funny. Like his character in this movie, his character does come off as very like caring and loving, mm-hmm. and it, you get that from from John Cusack. But at the same time, you get a you, the same thing of. The Rob character being like, all right, I think I'm kind of just tired of this girl. Or mm. I want to find a reason to break up with her. I picture that being John Cusack in real life. <laughs> I don't know. I get a sense, like, in a way, he kind of reminds me of you. Oh, really? Yeah, like, like he's a good guy and he has a huge heart. But, like, he does shit because he's lost. Not because he's really a dick. He's just fucking lost. And he just needs someone to, like... Help him figure himself out. Oh fuck! Maybe that's why I like this. I movie think that's so why you much. would like this movie. Like, I totally get him. And he's into music, <laughs> like, and he owns a record store. I know. Just like, just like, take this character and have him own like a video store. <laughs> you still like movie, like music too? Yeah, but not like I'm not 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 into it as much I'm, as he. I'm is. not as knowledgeable as he is, uh-huh. but like, I'm one of those guys who'd be like, all right. Uh, favorite movie on a Monday or some shit like that. Yeah. Movie that lifts you up when you're depressed, you know, instead of like a soundtrack or some shit like that. Um, okay, so what did you, what did you think about the chemistry between, um, between Rob and Laura? Play Laura played by Ivan Hlezhelka. Ivan I actually thought they had good chemistry. Like it wasn't mm-hmm. like hot and heavy wild chemistry but it was kind of like a slow burn yeah and i i kind of thought that felt good yeah i i felt like 
and I and I think this actually kind of plays to like the the performance between these two characters or between these two actors, um, like how, like how there it seemed like there's no chemistry there between the two at the beginning, mm-hmm. but it makes sense because they're breaking up. They're yeah. no longer in love, so it'd be perfect reason why there would be no chemistry. And then you see like, oh, this is why. The chemistry is there why there would be chemistry what would be her attracting to to him mm-hmm. like the laura character she's she's a lawyer she's uh she went to law school and everything like that she's like she has her shit together and like yeah you get this you get the john cusack character you get rob who like you say he's like a lost character mm. um and i think like through all this kind of stuff it like it kind of helped him kind of find himself like yeah. he, you know and and you know they 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 did they did a TV version of this, um, about like last year, maybe last year two years ago, starring Zoe Kravitz. Mm. Um, so it's like the the roles are flipped. Um, I I didn't check it out, but from what I heard, that it was a really great show. It just didn't have an audience behind it. So, um, which I'll probably I'll probably fall into that show now to kind of see like how how it would look like from that angle, from mm-hmm. like a female's perspective. Yeah. Um. So anything, any comments on like the directing, anything special? Nothing special. Really? Yeah. There's nothing special about the directing. No, no. Yeah. I I would agree with you. Um, I will mention though that I, there's one scene I absolutely love. Mm. Always love watching it. And it's the part where the Tim Robbins character shows up to talk to Rob and being like, Hey man, like you should probably leave Laura alone. She like wants to move on. <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't think you're like, I don't think she's okay with it. And he does like three scenarios where like, he like curses him out or he like gives him a third kick in his ass. And then there's one where he just like, just beats the shit out of him. <laughs> <laughs> um, that like, I, I've seen that part a thousand times. I still love watching it. I mean, how could you not love watching it? That guy looks like such a douche, but see, that's the thing. Like, <laughs> I'm sure every person in a relationship has done that where like they they're picturing like they're they just got dumped or like whatever and they're picturing like their their former significant other with the other person they're like this is how I want to act around them I like fuck up that person yeah like all that kind of stuff. <laughs> and it just like escalates to like more and more ridiculousness uh, of it yeah um so as as I as I said in our uh, I want you back. Uh, review i think it kind of applies to this uh the underlying message of like the difficulty of like moving on that one for sure yeah yeah i think yeah i think with this one it's definitely like there and also finding yourself yeah go hand in hand yeah yeah absolutely absolutely um and it hits the mark it hits the mark yeah it It, did hit me it hits the mark yeah (laughs) (laughs) uh God, I'm the, like, so I sometimes like when I watch this movie, I do that. I do do that same thing where like I'll watch this movie, and I'll start thinking about my past relationships, and I'm like, where did I go wrong? How did I fuck up that person? How did they fuck me up? <laughs> um. Okay, so from there, okay, now we can talk about your idea. Okay. <laughs> um. So. Sorry. Oh, yeah. You're, I guess you're bored of this conversation. Okay. I'm not. I'm just tired. You mean tired? Well, it's only 9.30. It's the last day I had in the office, okay? Mm-hmm. It was um, a roller coaster. Of emotions? 
Okay. I'm just tired. Why? You didn't do anything special. <laughs> Ew. Just like the mic. Gross. <laughs> That's why that's your mic. Um, <laughs> okay, so Kelsey, what are you looking at? All the little holes of the pop. Yeah, sorry, don't, 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 don't tell me. Don't tell me. Don't tell me. My tryptophobia. Yeah, tryptophobia is going to kick in. Um, rom com. Uh huh. Give me your best idea for a rom com. Okay. Mm. Think about I want you back. Okay. Okay. Mm. Where the main premise of the show, the movie, mm. is that a man and a woman mm. each experience a breakup and they f- meet each other mm. and they decide to help each other get their exes back. Okay. Okay. I want you back. Okay. Okay. But what if we did it where it was like not heterosexual relationships? Okay. But they were all bi. Like even like so the couple so so the so the two working together to split up their exes with with their have their exes split up with their new relationships. Those two are bisexual. Mm-hmm. And are the people that they have relationships are they bisexual as well? Mm-hmm. And what about the people that the exes are seen? Are they bisexual as well? No, I, this is where it's going to differ. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Because they didn't decide to go with other people. They're just like not they're just they just broke up or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. So they decide to seduce each other's partners uh. and be. <laughs> so like, I'm picturing Charlie Day like putting the moves on to Scott East. <laughs> Scott yeah. <Easter. laughs> okay. Okay. And they start the really. It's kind of like um, I know there's a show, a movie that had. I think it was Matthew McConaughey and mm. Kate Hudson. Okay. And she started off as like a good girlfriend or whatever and slowly got crazier and crazier till he's like what the fuck mm-hmm. so anyways they seduce each other's partners mm-hmm. and they slowly become nightmares to try and get them to realize that they want their ex back mm-hmm. right uh how to lose a guy in 10 days that one okay. yeah that's the one okay so I don't know how it would end yet, mm-hmm. but that's the idea where they would like seduce each other's partners and then be like a fucking nightmare so that they'd be like, their partners would be like, oh shit, like. Yeah, we're, we're way over our heads in this one. Yeah, like I actually miss this quality about the person I just left. Oh, uh, okay. You know what I mean? But uh, it wouldn't obviously work out how they would want it to, uh, but like it'd be an interesting watch, I think, especially with it being by mm-hmm. characters, right? Mm-hmm. Like, they'd all be in hetero relationships mm. or gay relationships or whatever, and then mm. switch. I like that. Yeah. I like that. I like that. There there, there have been plenty of, uh, um, there have been plenty of, well, I don't know. I know, I know in the mainstream, they're, they're in, in the mainstream, like, films, <clears throat> the big budget films, they're be more acceptable to have, like, uh, same sex, like, rom-coms and stuff like that. Like, like Kirsten's. Stewart did one um like last year that i that i actually heard is not that bad mm. um actually no i watched a couple minutes of that actually was a pretty good movie um so i like your idea yeah i like your idea you got another one or is that it that was it all right so i have two okay okay one is just like a thought 
One is just like a... Th- well, actually, no. Let's sell that one out because they're pretty much the same as the one I'm going to mention. Okay. Because okay. <laughs> one one I was going to... One was like, let's have a rom-com, like, but in Star Wars. Oh, like okay. In a Star Wars universe, right? I, so, Luke and Leia? I mean, Luke and Leia. <laughs> no, no, you're right. Luke and Leia. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> uh, no, but that was like... This one would be like a guy. A guy's after. A guy is uh, wants to be with this girl, um, but like she's not about. It. She's like adventure, all about adventure or something like that. And like I said, it's it's just like a quick thought I had like yesterday. Uh, but like I, the title would be like, the title would be Smuggler's Run, and like the guy's trying to like catch up to the girl to like oh, be okay. with her. So, but that's just like a yeah, whatever. <laughs> I have I have another one. Okay, it's a rom com. Mm-hmm. But it's in Star Wars. No, <laughs> but it's a it is a rom com horror film. Okay, hear me out. Okay, there's a guy. All right, falls in love with a woman right from a distance. Love like just wow, I want to be with this girl right. Mm-hmm. Okay, and he tries to get to know her right. Mm-hmm. And he's actually like you know being the sweet guy and everything and all that kind of jazz right. And then he goes out. Uh, he goes out, uh, gets her, he goes out with her for coffee. Okay. And he's like, he like, they go separate ways. Like she's going to her car, he's going to his car. And then he realized like, oh, like he like forgot to, like maybe she forgot her cell phone or something like that. Right. He's like, oh, here, let me grab it. Runs back to her, gets to her car and everything like that. And like, he like, when he gets to the car, she like is like spooked to see him there. She's like, "Oh hey, like what's going on?" He goes, "Oh here's your cell phone." She's like, "Oh thanks, I appreciate it, right?" But he notices something, right? Because mm. at the time she was about to close her trunk, right? She's closed her trunk. There's a body in there. But he like he's like, "What the fuck?" Right? But he doesn't say he doesn't say anything. He's like, "Wait, was that a body?" Right? So he starts following her, right? To be like, "Was that really a body? What the hell is that shit?" Finds out that she's a serial killer. Ah. Okay. Okay. This is giving me you vibes, but better. <laughs> Finds out she's a serial killer. Uh-huh. Okay. But he doesn't want her to get caught because he loves her. So what does he do? She, um, she like kills somebody, gets rid of the body, but he doesn't want her to get caught. So he does things to like throw the cops off. Maybe he like dismembers the body or like gets rid of her DNA or makes it seem like it's multiple serial killers. But she never knows that he's But she there. never knows it's him. Uh-huh. Okay. And then she starts thinking, oh my God, there's a serial killer out there competing with me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and all that kind of stuff. And then. But that sounds like a series, not a movie. It would probably be a series. I, I wouldn't want to make a series because people would be like, oh, it's like you, you know, but. I would, or like, see, like, season three of you, I think, or like season four of you. I didn't watch all of you. I didn't either, but I heard, I kind of heard what's happening the next couple, the season three and four. And I'm like, oh, okay. I kind of like that angle, but I just never jumped back into it. But I would actually want to make it like one movie. Okay. So, yeah, that's my idea for I No, I like the idea. Uh I just think don't write it yet. Oh, I know. Get yeah. some experience. Like You're right. I should start killing people. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> well, actually, no, I take that back. I shouldn't. Uh, you can kill You can kill people. Uh-huh. And then I will clean up your mess. Oh, so like kind of how you're doing now. Yeah, exactly. Shit, we're recording. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Damn, now I'm starting to think about that Smuggler's Run rom-com. <laughs> that Star Wars one. Hmm. No, they've done that before. I'm thinking like, oh, maybe he's like trying to kill this like head of a gang or some shit. But they've done like Mr. and Mrs. Smith style type of like, you know, one's trying to like take out the other kind mm-hmm. of thing. But fuck it, whatever. Anyway, so back to uh, High Fidelity. Mm-hmm. Did you at least like the music in this movie? No, it wasn't my bag. It wasn't your bag? I think it was all right. It was okay. I think it was just before my time. Yeah. Like, and I say before my time. I know the movie came out in 2000. Yeah, because you were born like 2006. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, like in 2000, I was still in elementary, I mean, um, middle school. Oh, fuck. You just made me feel old. (laughs) I was in high school at that time. Yeah, I was, what, 2000? I was in eighth grade. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't, like, and I wasn't running in any groups. I wasn't in California. I was in Massachusetts. Yeah, that's, and that's where romance is, Massachusetts. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so with that being said, uh, do you think this movie still holds up? Yeah. Yeah? Mm-hmm. I, I also think it holds up. But why do you think it holds up? I think it holds up because um, the subject matter is kind of timeless. Mm-hmm. Because they didn't do cookie cutter bullshit romantic mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. Um, and it's John Cusack. Yeah, this is before John Cusack's acting career just went downhill. Yeah. He's done He's done a number of really bad movies. <laughs> he did a movie where he played Edgar Allan Poe trying yeah. to like find a serial killer. <laughs> it was horrible I think maybe he has enough money Where he can just fuck around Yeah but don't destroy your film career Just cause you got all that extra money That's true Kind of, I think he's kind of miserable too <laughs> Like them warm eyes he has I think They're dead now Them yeah. dead eyes hmm. <laughs> I feel like you're gonna say something You're just like hmm hmm well, because you said dead eyes, and it made me think of, like, that would be the name of, like, a Western character. Dead eyes. <laughs> so maybe I got distracted. Oh, you know what? That's the name of my, my horror rom-com. Loving dead eyes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I, yeah I, like I said, I think it still holds up. Um, like I said, it, it is timeless. The The... the the idea of mixing romance with music, especially how like a soundtrack is uh, very synonymous with a relationship, it's that it never gets old. I remember there was a minute I was gonna write something of like how to. Uh, I was gonna write maybe like a poem or something like that of like a making my making my my soundtrack of my relationships, and I kept thinking of like all the past relationships of like oh that's this song that's this song this is this genre and stuff like that, but I just never. I never did it because I'm too fucking lazy. <laughs> um, plus, I think I think one of the reasons I really like this movie um, and why I think it still holds up is because it's not like, oh, will they, won't they? The movie begins where they're already broken up. Mm-hmm. Now you got to find a reason why they would get back together. They have all this baggage and shit like that. And it, you kind of like go on this journey with this dude of like him realizing how stupid he's been this whole time. Gotcha. Yeah. You know, there's one thing that I noticed, too, is, like, you talk about past relationships or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, you hold on to things. 
Yes. And I think we're so different because I purge everything. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't like to reflect on anything because it, it's meaningless now. Mm. You know what I mean? No, I get you. That's how, that's how a lot of people are. The, the One of the reasons why I still hold on to things or I kind of reflect back, it, it kind of fuels my writing. Mm. Uh, it, it, it's like I, I take it from experience and like I go back to those feelings because I'm like, okay, I felt like this at that moment. So let me go ahead and translate it to this. Yeah. What I'm going to write or talk about and stuff like but that. But I think that also kind of informs how we like view mm. rom-coms and stuff. I genuinely do not like rom-coms because I think they're cheesy as shit and a lot of them are not realistic. I know. And I think that's why you don't like them because you can also remember what it's like to be in love with this person, this person, this person, uh-huh. and how a breakup was with this person, this person, this person. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just like, first of all, I haven't had very many relationships, but also like the ones that I have had, mm. I'm just like, everyone sucks yeah. so I, and i don't remember very many details i mean you're not wrong about that everybody do suck yeah yeah they're the suckiest of the suck mm-hmm. suck suck <laughs> <laughs> uh all right is that it yep all right so that's going to be it for our show for this week we would like to thank everybody for joining us on this week's episode uh we like to thank the folks over at your entertainment corner for hosting this podcast on their website um Kelsey's got something lined up that she's going to be working on that will show up on your entertainment corner, which I really can't wait to read. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so, you know, all your film news, TV news and reviews go to your, your entertainment corner.com. Uh, you can find this podcast on all podcast catchers. Um, we're all over the place. You know, we're on your bed, we're in your closet. We're in the cabinet above the oven range. Wondering why you have not clean this thing there's so much grease in here so much grease we're also you know watching you kill the next person that you kill mm-hmm. and, and helping hide the evidence mm-hmm. for love yeah for love and you wouldn't know unless we just told you right now i know so hey you putting the body in the trunk we're watching you and we love you we love you we still love you for who you are <laughs> <laughs> unless it's a child then you should go to hell anyway um yeah so next week <laughs> You're fucking weird tonight. I know, right? Because uh, the weekend's coming up. Uh, next week, uh, our recent review will be 2020-22's Texas Chainsaw Massacre. The reason why I side like that is because there have been multiple remakes. And here's another one, but I'm actually very curious about it because I'm hearing it's not that bad. Uh, that is streaming. On Netflix, February 18th. So when this episode is released on Friday, that movie will be released. The day, my last day. Your last day at work, my exactly. Um, so with that, our geriatric cinematic will be 1974's The Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the original horror grindhouse film. You know what I know about Texas Chainsaw Massacre? Hmm. Not very much. Because, listen, my experience with it is the one that came out in the 2000s. (laughs) Yeah, that's the one I was referring to. I was in high school, Mm -hmm. and I remember eating frozen pizza. Uh, You know, like, after it was cooked, though, obviously. Oh, I mean, we're right there. (laughs) And my mom was watching it with me, and she got up and walked away because it was, like, too bloody or whatever. Mm. And I finished watching the movie. I don't remember shit about it, but... Mm. Lucky you. (laughs) 
<laughs> she was like, I don't understand how you can even eat while you're, you know, watching this bloody movie. Blah, blah, blah. And I was very proud of myself. I was like, yeah, I fucking ate pizza while I was watching this <laughs> fucking bloody movie. My mom couldn't hang. I mean, I couldn't hang with that movie either because it was so fucking awful. Just in a, in a bad, awful way. Not, yeah, not, not even a, good, bad. Yeah, not even good, bad. Just bad, like, bad. ooh, this movie's stupid. And I was in the middle of a theater. Well, I was watching it in the theater. I'm like, this movie's stupid. <laughs> um, so 1974's the, Jess, Tex, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre is streaming on Showtime and Shudder. Uh, it is available to rent on Amazon, Apple TV, YouTube TV, and other VOD services. Uh, the topic for that episode will be, let me reintroduce to you my chainsaw. You know what this movie's about? What, what, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre? What's it about? You know when you put Texas toast in the oven? <laughs> Go on. I can't wait to hear how this goes. You know when you overcook it just a little too much? Uh-huh. And they're really thick, uh-huh. and all of a sudden they're they're not soft at all. Uh-huh. So you're just biting it. And you're, uh-huh. You know, it sounds like you're trying to turn on a chainsaw with a Texas toast. So it's Texas chainsaw, and you massacred your mouth. <laughs>